Welcome everyone to Coffee Mornings and Champagne Nights. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kaylee. Join us with a cup of coffee or champagne for candid conversations about life, goals, business, and love. While we laugh about how we've gone from party sidekicks to kick-ass boss babes, still managing love, parenting, and modern living. From reminiscing to setting goals, let's raise a glass to some relatable girl talk in each episode. Welcome. Hello. 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 No singing today. All business. You tried tried so hard today. I did. All business today. I got my I got my big um it felt very serious. Like I am a college professor about to give my syllabus and set the tone for the semester. Like there ain't no shit going on, guys. I've never been in a college class a day in my life. So I don't even know if that's how that happens, but in my mind that's what Mm -hmm. happens. I think that from the movie, I mean, I don't know, from the movies I've seen, it seems like that. Yeah. Did you ever want to, like, go sit in a college class, even though you were not enrolled and, like, just pretend? Wait a second. Hold on. Part of me feels like, this could have been a dream. Part of me feels like I did once. Like, Like I don't remember... Exactly. But my friends slash roommates went to LSU and there was like one moment, I think one of my roommates, like her car was not working or it was in the shop or something like we, there was moments where we like brought each other around where needed. Right. For some reason I might've dreamt it, but I feel like I did go sit in a big auditorium type class at least once. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I can't remember if it was a dream (laughs) dream or if I really did that. You're like, is this deja vu or is this the Mandela effect? Is that the thing? Is that what is it? Is that what it's called? Where you think something happened but it may not have? Or no? Okay. Uh, as far as I know, yes, I am no expert on the Mandela effect. <laughs> but do you remember? Okay, this is like probably a perfect example. Do you remember there was this movie for the '90s? Jesus, I feel like we talk about the '90s a lot. <laughs> Um, do you remember the movie? It was the genie. I'm not going to say the name because I want to see. There was a genie and this kid and they like played basketball. And, um, what was the genie's name? It was like a real life movie. It was not a cartoon. Um, was it Irish? (laughs) Was it Irish? No. I remember something about a leprechaun, a leprechaun and like a basketball player. A leprechaun? Wait, did you just say that a leprechaun? Is that what it's called? Is that not what it's called? Hold on. A leprechaun? Leprechaun. Leprechaun? Leprechaun. (laughs) I knew when I said it, I was like, something doesn't feel right, but I don't actually use that word very often. Leopard, say it again. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. Pivot. Something you guys will learn about me if you haven't already. I make up words myself. <laughs> I have a vocabulary of its own. What? Say Lep- it again. Leopard. Leopard. Watch. I'm telling you the wrong ass thing. <laughs> oh, you're wrong. You know what? I hope you're corrected me, and you're not even right. I mean, okay, it, it could be the Della effect. <laughs> Is that the movie anyway. you're talking about? Or no, no, it was okay. So it was called Kazam. I want to say, but we all thought it was Shazam. And I specifically remember what was this dude's name? Um, oh God, what was his name? Oh, wait, Shaq is in it. Okay, but it wasn't Shaq that everybody thought was in it. It was, um, look up Kazam. It says, uh, Shazam. Google says, oh wait, Google says Kazam is Shaquille O'Neal. Is that not the movie okay. you're talking about? Shazam is? I thought it was Kazam. It was, There's a what were the other everybody thought it was? And it was a different guy that we thought was in it. 
Um, I just saw this okay. on Facebook the other day. Hold on. Shazam is a 2019 movie. Kazam is a 1996 movie with Shaq. Kazam. So what's Shazam then? Night. It's a action guy. Um, superhero film. No, nope, that's not it. Hold on. So it comes out to Google it. We're gonna. I'm gonna Google this, and we are gonna circle back. But so we don't bore our listeners trying to figure out what my my point of this story was. <laughs> Did you have a point? I actually have never seen this uh, movie. Never heard of it. What? No, um, I've never heard of. It. <laughs> uh the Mandela Effect, Shazam, Kazam. Um, let me quickly scan. Um, Sinbad. Okay, so there was this oh thing going around where. Do you remember Sinbad? Well, let me. Let me uh, well, if you if if you saw a picture of him, you would remember. I swore whenever I saw this, there was this movie. Sinbad was the genie. All these things and like everything tells us that it doesn't happen. But I am not the only person that says they remember this. Like it is, it is a, I don't know. I don't know if it's worldwide. It's national where several people, uh, Cody and I were talking about this the other night and he was, he said he remembers it. We both thought Sinbad was in it, but apparently we were wrong and we just had all the wrong people. That's like similar to the Mandela effect. Everyone swears it happens, but it didn't actually happen. Oh, okay. Okay. It's kind of a simplified version is that. I've heard of stuff like that before. I've definitely heard of, but I wonder if like it just got deleted somehow. I don't know. But yes, no, I've heard this. I mean, nothing's ever deleted. Let's be honest. It's somewhere. We're not that crazy. Was- like, I could have swore Sinbad was in it. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. But neither here nor there. They're claiming that's the Mandela effect. And it was Shaq as the genie. And it was whatever the name he was in. Not what we say Interesting. So okay. I feel like that's your, you going to college not yeah. knowing if you went to college is your version of the Mandela I think it happened. I'm going to have to call, I'm going to have to phone a friend. Because I, I like it would be like no. my college roommates. I could just call and be like, "Hey, y'all, did I like?" As if they would remember. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, that time after we were drunk and hungover, we went straight to class." Yeah, you had to bring me. I don't know. I could probably phone a friend. I'll ask. So we went from showing up very business like to now we got crazy, and we're gonna reel it back in. <laughs> um, how? <laughs> Yeah. Like, how do you deal with advice dealing with business? So like the good, the bad, the ugly, what is your like, I'll never forget this advice in a like maybe bad or good way. I feel like when you first start a business, everyone wants to give you advice. Like everyone wants to tell you what to do and what not to do. Do you notice that? Like, I don't, I feel like that's even when you don't first start a business. I think that's (laughs) just like business and everybody thinks they know how to do it better. Everybody. It's like when you have a kid and you're like, let me tell you how to do, you know, it's the same. I think it's kind of the same thing. Everybody wants to tell you what they know and they're an expert at everything. Um, So one thing I I would say this, this is my more recent um, struggle. Maybe not struggle, but so when I first started my business, (laughs) one of the pieces of advice that I was given was to expense everything, right? Um, You're, you're like really good at doing that. Like you want to, everything's a write-off quote previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought when I first what started. Thought. And so, that's, then my CPA brought me down to reality. Yeah. And then you talk to like a real, like a CPA and they're like, that was stupid. You shouldn't have did that. So I would say <laughs> that was one of those bad business advice moments that I wish I would have never listened to because so you know, that's probably what I did early in my business ownership. I was writing everything off. I was anything and everything that I bought. And I was like, oh, I throw that on the sheet and, you know, call it a write-off. But then now fast forward, you know, several years later, it's like I have new venture and new business ideas and I want to take new directions with my, you know, company and this, that, and the other. And then you deal with the repercussions of that. So you deal with like the bank looking at you like, 
but did you really make money on those, you know, those couple years? Like that's where it's a struggle. It's, I think people want to give you advice and you have to take it with a grain of salt and you have to maybe kind of wrap it all into like, okay, but what's my end goal here? Or what's my long game here? Because the business advice of like, write everything off might make sense to somebody who doesn't really want to grow their business and they just kind of want to like sit where they want to sit and like keep it leveled out. But I have much bigger dreams and much bigger things I want to do. And you kind of got to look like you're making money money when it comes to business. Well, and I mean, if we're being honest, no one, no one works a job to like not make money. Let's be honest. Yeah. But there, there is like, I feel like there's this trend of looking at business owners as greedy when they're trying to make a profit. And it's like, no, they're just not trying to go into debt and have to file for bankruptcy. You don't burn your business owner at the stake and be like, oh my gosh, they're so selfish. Um, when they're literally trying to grow their business because in any instance, if a business owner is trying to grow their business, especially, and you have employees, like a growing business is going to trickle and benefit everyone. If, if you're working mm-hmm. for a business that is not growing, that could get a little sketch. Like, let's just be honest, is a is a non-growing business, how secure can a non-growing business be in, like, a, a recession or a shutdown? Like, yeah. if, if, you don't, if you don't see growth and you just see stagnant and barely staying afloat, I mean, times are hard and times are quickly changing. So... If your business or your business owner or whatever is not preparing for the what ifs, that's a very unsecure place to work or be own or work at. Like it just is like you have to prepare for growth if you want stability. Yeah. And I think people might look at a business owner as in like they're the ones that get to take everything left over. Yeah. What do, you, yeah. what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, like, well. Not all in our pocket. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just rolling in this dough, you know. It's yeah, so funny. Um, I have a lot of opinions on that. And I think that may be for another episode because I feel like that is a, that is a totally different topic because – Once we start talking about those things, that's when percentages start coming in and in a very quick basic that we can both like relate to, um, there's only a hundred percent, no matter how much money, no matter how much money your business brings in, whether it's from yourself, employees, yada, yada, there's literally only a hundred percent of that pie that has to be distributed everywhere. So 90% of the time. 50% of the profit, now those margins are going to be skewed depending on, and this is why I'm like, I can't get into this too much because we'll talk about a lot of percentages, but a lot of times your profits from your payroll, 50% of that at times is going back into payroll. That is 50% of your pie. Depending on Mm -hmm. your situation, everyone's going to be different. Um, Okay, so now I took, I have $100, now all of a sudden I have 50 Okay, now I have $50 to distribute every other place. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we start breaking down things simplicity-wise, like, from an outsider view, oh, my gosh, that business, there's so much money. They're, they're doing great. That business owner must be taking home so much money. But that's not the reality of things, you know? And until you've been in business or until you can accept that, like, you actually should want your your business to grow. You should want your employer's business to grow because at the end of the day, when you are having growth wherever you are and whatever your role is, it benefits everyone. Mm-hmm. And I remember this makes me think of like back when I first started my accessory boutique, I started that business on like $500. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just like go buy some earrings and sell it at a little market and just like, 
you know, make whatever I make and just be great. Like, it'll be great. And then you maybe do well. And I remember like that first market that I did, I did so well. And I was like, feeling like a baller. And then you turn around and you're like, okay, but now what? And so all of the, all of that money that I made, I was like, okay, but how much am I putting back into the business? And I remember that being such a like hard, it wasn't much money. Like, don't get me wrong. It was, it was just a matter of like, okay, but what do I keep? What do I put back in? But then you had to stop and think you had to pay to be at that market. So this is like yeah. a consumer. <laughs> like if you are a consumer listening right now and you go to a market or we're just going to use market as an example, that vendor with their table out and their, their things on that table, it costs them money to be at that place. So this trickles into makeup for me. This is one of the reasons why I got out of makeup. And I know you still are in the makeup game. Still hold a grudge that you got out, but carry on. (laughs) Well, you know, blame it on kids. And let's be honest, in our area, um, I know some makeup artists that have done very successful, you as well. Um, Not having makeup be a weekend type of thing. But for me, because I I did hair, at the time I did lashes, I did multiple things, makeup was a weekend thing for me. And then I had kids, and I'm like, okay, I got to balance something. And in the mindset of what I was charging and what I was able to do and kind of like deciding what was more important for my end goal, um... The money that it cost me to take off of work from in salon for a day where I literally would just have to drive to the salon, do my job, everything's there, blah, 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 versus comparing what I would make on a wedding. So let's just say generally you drive an hour there. So I had to pack up all my stuff before, I had to drive an hour, be there 30 minutes early to set up, to get ready. So So in this realm, just to get ready for a wedding, that was three hours for me. Easy. Minimal. Because if I also had to wait. That part is not not paid. Not paid. Not a single penny was made. So three hours before I even is my start time, which in the grand scheme of things, people can relate to. But then I had to work. That was my only paid part. And then I had to do three additional hours not paid. So that was six hours of my day unpaid that I had to commit to work that was like, well, shit, I could have just went to work that didn't cause me an additional six hours and make the same money, if not more. So like it wasn't smart business for me. So when you start seeing these people make different decisions in their business, like I have a, a acquaintance that has a spray tan in business and She used to do a ton of mobile tans and she has backed off on that business because in reality, the income was not worth the time that it took to provide that service. She would have had to charge four times as much as what her in-house charge was to accommodate the extra time it took to get ready and prep to travel as well as operate. and then the same amount of time that it took to come home and clean up and disinfect and da, 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 da. Like that wasn't a smart business because her margins had to be four times as high to try to equal out what she could make in a storefront. So is that usually, okay. So speaking of like pivoting and like making decisions to like step away or move or, you know, change directions. Do you look at those kind of decisions more in the margins or financial? Or do you, does emotions play into it? Like, what if it's like, okay, the margins don't make sense, but like, it's something you love. Like, what are your thoughts there? You better step it up then because numbers don't lie. Like you can love, you can love something. And I mean, I love what I do. Like literally love it. I eat, sleep, breathe it. Business as well as doing hair. I love it. But Numbers don't lie. You can only maintain a business on pure luck and love for so long. If your margins do not meet, again, we go back to there's only 100%. So if you are 
producing 50%, but you need to be producing 100, you're only going to maintain that for so long. That's burnout. You can have burnout even if you don't have this situation, but that's easy burnout. As well as like, I did that for so long. I mean, I feel like you probably did it for so long too. Same. Okay. We go back to whenever you talked about not charging me full price for makeup for the longest time. Like you can only do that for so long because it doesn't make sense for you financially for growth as well as sustainability to short yourself. Mm -hmm. So great. I, I don't, I feel like it is, I feel like that is bad business advice. If you tell somebody to tell you, well, if you love it, well, yeah, if you, if lo you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's, you know, that quote, lie. like, I don't know who <laughs> said that. Like, please tell Where me did that who, come from? who was the source of that. <laughs> I know. And you know, what's interesting. I feel like I know some, like I have somebody in mind right now, like that wants to find like a younger business entrepreneur type savvy person. And it's like, she wants to find like what she loves and you know, all of that. And it's like, that's, that's bad business advice is like, do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Everything eventually will feel like work. It's yes. You want to love and feel fulfilled by what you do. But I think it's, I think it's more about, you want to feel fulfilled. You want to make money. You want to be profitable. You want, there's so many factors that play into it. It's not just like a, I love this thing and I'm gonna make a career out of it. Like well, there's several factors. There's emotions. If somebody tells you, Oh, just do it. It'll all work out. That is terrible advice because like to an, to an extent, yes, it will work out if you fucking step up to the plate. Like, you either step up or get left behind. Like, I say it all the time. Like, no one can do it for you. It's not this magic wand that you just wave. I wish I had a Harry Potter wand. Let me tell you what I would do if I had a Harry Potter wand. <laughs> It's like, it, it doesn't just fall in your lap. It's not a magic. Now, don't get me, don't get me wrong. There's times in your life, especially in business where you're like, God damn it. All the stars are aligned and everything freaking loves me and life is perfect. But if you, if you rely on that, you're going to hit the ground hard, hard, hard. Yeah. So that, that kind of makes me like think about like, so that kind of happened with me. It's like, whenever I opened up my second store, that's how it felt. It was kind of like a, oh my God, everything was like falling into place. It was all easy. Everything like aligned. And then, so of course you think like, that's where I'm going to go. Like that's the direction I'm going to take. And then since then I've consolidated back down to my one store because a part of it was, part of it was numbers. A part of it was struggles with like, you know, finding people to work for you. Another part of it is like, I personally felt that I was spread too thin to where it's like, I felt like I had two stores that were neither getting the best of me. And it's, you know, with the best of me comes profit and comes, you know, better numbers and all of that. And I felt like neither was getting the best attention that it could. So, I mean, at what point do you feel like, you make that decision like do you feel like that's a feeling at first where you're like huh I need to like look at the numbers or huh do you look at the numbers first and be like you know what you're right I should maybe pivot a little bit like what comes first for you numbers or like more a feeling or emotion that sparks up the should I pivot Dude, that's a very I feel like that's not a black and white answer question type of thing because it, at the end of the day, we're human. Our emotions are going to play roles in everything. But like, I think there's a difference of emotions. I'm just pissed off emotion and emotion <laughs> where you, you said it, where you had two places and neither place was necessarily getting the best of you. So like in the sense of where your emotions are, where something is is taking, it can be an emotional toll, a mental toll, a physical toll, something that is not just a number. Is some, there can be times where things in business, in life, in relationships, 
take a toll on you that cause you to not show up as your best self as well as Mm -hmm. like what, and we're talking about business. So in business, there are things that are going to happen in your business that will cause you to not be the best owner slash employee because we bet we both still work inside of our businesses. Um, for me, that's a huge, huge toll because that was something that I learned from the first salon that I co-owned. It got to the point where I was affected in every way, shape or form financially to every single mental, physical, emotional, emotion effect that you could experience. And nobody, I mean, my co-owner, my employees, my um, husband, I don't know if we were married at that time, actually, (laughs) it's been too long ago, whatever, boyfriend, husband, um, going into my child at that point, going into my friends, my family, like literally no one got the best version of myself because I was so depleted in every realm that I like for me, that has been a huge, I've learned to notice when this is happening a lot faster. And I don't know if you agree with this as a business owner, we have to be extremely aware of those things of ourselves because we have a responsibility to show up for our team if we have one or to show up for our business or our clients or whatever the situation may be. We have a responsibility to do that. And if a scenario, a situation, a person, anything is causing that, for an extended amount of time, I mean, there's going to be hills and valleys, but if it's happening. That's what I was going to say. There's seasons for sure yeah. that you go through and that's what you have to deter. I think that's the hardest part about being a business owner that is on the verge of having to pivot um, or, you know, stop something and, you know, cut it out. But it's like, is the, try to determine, is this a season I'm going through that's a bad, you know, for whatever stressor it is is it a bad season or is this like legit something that needs to change and like you said when kind of all things start to get affected is when you should be a little more like a uh oh we gotta we gotta fix something here well and it's not something when you get to that point I don't believe it's something that you can just sit on your time to sit on it was when you're trying to figure out if it was like a season if it was like a hiccup a hill but when it gets to the point and In that sense, yes, I do still not going into numbers because if this is happening, your numbers will show it in some way, shape or form. Like, yes, agreed. It it may not show it in so much of a clear path. There may be a little bit digger, deeper digging that you have to do. Um, There's also this thing, fake it till you make it. So sometimes it's not as surface number wise as you may look at your books. Sometimes you have to look at some different numbers than just profit. You know, yeah. in my business, there's that's retention. Like, yeah. Like if we see profits great, but we see retention is dropping. That is a red flag for me because it's not all about profit. Like if we don't have sustainability, that's a red flag too. But if these things are also coming from other like um, depleting factors, that's whenever my radar really starts ringing of like a a big shift's got to be made because like we're at the point where before we got to this point, those were our red flags. If we weren't realizing it at that point, that is bad business on our part and we should have been doing our part. Once it gets to this point, if it's gotten here, it's bad. Yeah, which is so interesting because I feel like that's a very analytical way of looking at things. And I, I would expect more analytic type mindset from me just because of like what I do, you know, work wise and all of that. Like I have a very analytical side to me. Um, but in my, uh, in my personal kind of journey with business, it's more along the lines of like something in my gut tells me something right like it's kind of one of those things but I struggle because like for example with me having the second store when everything just kind of fell into place it was like oh this is great like you know God's got me and this is the direction he wants me to go in and then you start to like kind of like doubt gets placed inside of 
Like, that's how it was with me. Like, I felt like there was some doubt being placed inside of me. And I was like, huh, is this like the devil put, you know, like right before I'm on the verge of like making it big or whatever, there's some type of doubt. So for me, it felt like, is this the devil? Like, is this, you know, something that's like making me think like, don't do this thing or don't go in that direction. But regardless what you want to call it, it's like you have to sleep on it. And then for me, that was where I started was more of the emotions. And then I looked at the numbers versus you. It sounds like you're like numbers first, then, you know, make an emotional choice or evaluation. Well, and I'm very good at separating business from personal. Like in my mind, business is always business. That doesn't mean you're not mm-hmm. going to be friendly with people. That doesn't mean you won't form friendships, acquaintances. That doesn't mean you don't like people. That doesn't mean you don't care about people. But, and I'm just using my business as an example. I have a larger salon. I have a 10 chair salon or all those chairs filled. No, but if I don't keep business business, and I've learned from experience, it can go south very quickly as well as it is extremely hard to reel in calmness to the storm. And if you just let it become a shit show, it will real quick. So it's like my best interest for my staff and my best outsource and outlook is to be extremely business focused. So I love you. But just because I love you doesn't mean that I won't fire you. Like if Mm -hmm. you, if you are bringing in any type of negative effect, and I mean any type, this could be emotional, this could be toxicity, this could be drama. I have it in my handbook that if you bring drama into my business, it is immediate grounds for firing because it is a non-negotiable, non-acceptable for me. And we don't talk crap about each other. We don't like talk crap about guests coming and going like that is a non-negotiable in my business um if you consistently um don't produce work that's not up to par like there's Mm -hmm. there's so many factors where it's not personal but like I go back to I can help you I can aid you I can support you but I cannot do it for you so like yeah you have to be self self-motivated, self-driven in every form of your life because no one will do anything for you at all. And if you found that person, I need their Harry Potter wand because I've loved one. (laughs) That's the hardest part is just being like self. I don't know if it's like, like being a business owner and employee, like it's regardless of your role. It's like, like it's such a good quality to be self-aware and adjust mm-hmm. constantly. And I don't think a lot of people can do that. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing great. Everything's great. Like, you know, everything's peachy. And then you look at your numbers, you're like, it's not as great as it could be, you know, but a lot of people won't make the adjustments that are needed to be successful. No, not at all. It's, and, everybody- and there's a lot of hard conversations. Oh, that have God. To if you think <laughs> that's a topic within itself. Well, and what's funny to me, and I like, I have a lot of perspective from our industry because like, that's what I'm in. That's my expertise or whatever. There's so many people in our industry that are like, well, I'm just going to do it on my own. I don't like your rules or I don't like your policies or whatever. So I'm just going to go do it on my own. And like, I just giggle because I'm like, if you think that you're not going to have issues being out on your own, you are delusional because Nothing you do in any realm, but in our industry, nothing you do is like the magic answer that's going to be the end-all, be-all, fix-all. It's kind of like every piece of business Mm -hmm. advice you've ever gotten. Realistically, you've probably never listened to everything someone said. You've probably taken bits and pieces from their advice and kind of created a smorgasbord effect. Yes, 100%. Or you take their advice and you realize like for your industry or business, like that was not going to (laughs) work. We're going to have to change that. So you might take bits and pieces or you might take it all and realize it was either really good or really bad. Uh Um, But but you just don't know. That's the problem. Like early in my business, 
I didn't know. So I was just asking anybody and everybody that had been there before, how did they handle this, that, and the other? And it's so funny. Um, like I asked, luckily my mother-in-law is, she's very good at financial and all of that. And I asked her so many questions. She probably is sick of it, but I asked her so many questions and her answers are always like, she makes everything sound so easy. Like as if anybody can do it and I go to do whatever she told me to do and you know, the advice she gave and I'm like, why is this so hard for me? And it's because some things sound so easy to people that's been doing it for 20 years. So you have to kind of take their advice and be like, okay, am I ready? And not necessarily is it good or bad advice, but am I ready to do what they're telling me to do? Well, and I, I that goes into the perfect point to that. Some of this is experience. Like it just is like we, I want to say we've said it in previous episodes. You could read every business book you under mm-hmm. the sun. You could literally read every one. And I guarantee you, you will never be prepared as, as prepared as you want or should be in that moment as you think you will. Like you have mm-hmm. You have to go through the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, because like nothing can prepare you quite as well as experience. So like, even though you got that bad business advice in the beginning, guess what? You learned a big ass lesson. You learned a lesson. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'll never forget that because if somebody would have told you that it wouldn't have stuck with you like experiencing it did. Yep, that's such a good point. I don't know. This is like, this is one thing that I feel like we could talk for hours about because we experience in our current roles, our current situations, things we have experienced and we teeter totter multiple roles because, you know, we have self employed with us ourselves. So we have that aspect. We have employees that we're employing. Um, that we deal with as well as like, we both deal with customers, you know, so there is multiple levels to every decision that we make. It's never going to be black and white, but if we bring too many emotions, how many times do you feel like making more of a business decision based off of a stronger emotional feeling versus having the analytical there has I don't want to say been the best decision ever, but like, do you feel like you need both to make better decisions? I, well, I feel like I need both, but I also am one to like have a feeling or have a thought or see a number. And then I have to like come back and like, there's a lot of prayers that happen behind closed doors of like a, yeah, but what am I doing? Like, I can only do so much. Like I run my businesses. And some people can relate to this and some people can't, but I run my businesses as if me and God are partners in a sense of like, he's going to make some things work out that like I would have never had certain doors open and certain things happen, but there's also like a role that I have. So it's like every morning I kind of think about it as of, okay, what can I do today? But knowing good and well that like there's a higher power that's going to do things that I couldn't even ever imagine. So it's for me, it's kind of a little bit of both. Plus that, because it's like, all right, you know, maybe the numbers aren't looking right. So it's kind of like a, all right, God, you better throw a miracle at me or like take this business venture out of my heart to where like I can pivot and be okay with cutting things off and not feel regret for it. You know what I mean? So I'm very like, in a sense, analytical, but also emotional, but also very spiritual in a, you know, in my decisions. So Yeah. I think everybody's very different in that sense. Like I may have a very emotional something that comes across, but it's like, I, it may look like an emotional decision, but that is weeks and months of like figuring out a lot more, you know, Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. It's hard. It ain't easy. That's for sure. I think business ownership and entrepreneurship is a lot of hard internal thoughts and a lot of hard decisions and a lot of hard conversations. Oh my God. That's maybe what I wish I would have knew going into this, how hard things are going to be with, but like, what does that mean? You know, I would have rather know, like, it's going to be a lot of 
hard decisions and hard conversations. Well, and I think like you could have all the advice given to you, but at the end of the day, I, I know my stuff. Somebody would have been like, it's hard. I'd be like, bitch, watch me. Hold my beer and watch me. Um, <laughs> and yep. it's not that I still don't feel that way. I think part of it is my drive and my personality and like my core. But that's You're an achiever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's achievement. But that's not to say like, even though I'm an achiever, like I will ride or die for my team. Like I will rock, I will stand my ground and like hold down the fort to the core. But that also means making some really tough decisions at the time where you also have to be okay with not always being liked. Like you're not always going to be liked. And like, that's a hard mental thing to get through too, is like, you don't want people to just not like you. You don't want to be this bitch or this like crazy psycho like ha- people out there you could literally say same something in the most calm way but people will always have their viewpoint of you and how you said mm-hmm. it or did it and if you are not okay with like I'm sorry you feel that way like you can't yeah. change somebody's mind if that's what happens in their mind and you can't remove that emotion from that you're going to have a very mm-hmm. hard time getting through entrepreneurship because you're never always going to be liked. You're never always going to be loved. You're never going to always be respected. And you kind of have to be okay with being okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like I had an employee who no longer works um, for me, but I remember like the things she said in the end is very, it's opposite of like what my other employees have said about me. So it's kind of like a, it was not a good situation and she had her feelings and her opinions, but it's like, that was her house. She took things and it's like, I was treating her no different than like, you know, my other girls. And it's like, but you know, we just didn't see eye to eye, I guess is like the moral of the story on how that ended up. So it's like, but if I would have taken like kind of all the negative you know, points that maybe she thought about me and like had expressed to me. It's like, I could have sat in that and been like, well, maybe I am that maybe I am back on a boss, but that wasn't really the truth. That was maybe like her opinion, but it wasn't truly like the type of leader that I am. That is her truth though. And that's one thing that I've learned with uh, discontinuing the other salon and stuff. That was part of the reason why I held on for so long because my co-owner's truth for herself, and I firmly believe that is truly what she believes. I know at the end of the day, I will never change that thought or feeling or opinion for mm-hmm. her. And it took me a long time with being okay and secure enough to accept that because like, I can't change that feeling for her, but also like I could no longer let her opinion of the situation or myself or matters bring me down a deeper hole. So like, yeah, you have to also be okay in general, just letting someone live their truth. If they're going to talk shit about you, they're going to talk shit about you no matter what you do. That is their version of their story. And like you, you have to let them live that and be okay with, you know what? I can't stop them. And I think it also says more about that person than it does you because think about it. When have you ever been around someone or a situation where all you hear is a lot of negative or all you see or observe is a lot of finger pointing? Like, always a finger pointing, but what's the saying? There's three more pointing right back at you when you're pointing a finger. And like, you have to trust that in most situations, anyone that you should or need to value their opinion, they are going to read through those lines. They they are aware enough of what's going on. Now, you're going to have some people that are going to feed into it. And guess what? They were never going to like you anyway. They, 
They were never going to be on your team. They were always going to be on that team. And that just means they're not the right people for you. Yeah. And I think it's, it's helpful if you know who you are through and through before you get into a business, especially before you start, uh, you know, having employees and all of that too, because they, they're going to say what they want on a good and bad day. And, you know, their opinions are their opinions, but it's like, if you can just come back and be like, but here's my values and morals and, you know, what I want to be as a leader or business owner. And you just keep coming back to that. You kind of like can look at their opinion and take it for what it is. Like, yeah. Um, so like you said a second ago, like, I'm sorry you feel like that. Um, but then if you know it's opposite of what you really want and maybe you slipped up or whatever. But if you know who you are through and through, it makes everything a lot easier to make the hard decisions and hard, you know. Well, and if somebody's going to burn you at the stake, and this is, this goes in all ranks. If a customer is going to burn you at the stake for about like one situation, if an employee is going to burn you at the stake for a bad decision or situation, or if your employer is going to burn you at the stake for one bad, like it all goes hand in hand. Like you can't. And they would have done it regardless of the severity of the situation. I think. Yes. Like you in all rounds, no matter what role you play, you, you have to kind you do have to use that emotional side, but if you let emotions control everything, and there's no analytics, that's where it gets real muddy, especially as a business owner. If you cannot control your emotions, now don't get me wrong, there's definitely times where I like, I like hot, quick respond, and that's not my best self. But if you get me to the point where I'm just like that, and I'm like that quick to react, there was many things that got me to that point. We would have had many conversations. You have now put me in a state of, I don't, I'm not taking any more bullshit. And if I get to that point, that's when I know I'm like, I'm out. This is too much, too much energy, too much that you're taking away from other people that don't deserve it. I'm out. Yeah, very true. It's hard, but I don't want to say it's, it's hard, but it's not that hard. Like, it's experience. <laughs> it's bad you know what? Think about your first fire. How hard was your first fire versus your third? True. Like, it's very true. It's the fear of the unknown when you've never done it. It's like, oh my God. But then you also forget. Yeah. It very, oh my God. It's so true. I mean, I, every hard, let's say this, every hard conversation or decision I have had to make as a business owner, I, I don't say every, there's been many. I literally get a pep talk from my mom. <laughs> like I'm literally like, mom, can you help me think through this? And my mom was, she was in management um, at a very big company and to where she had like her employees and she had to deal with all that. And she's like, not everybody liked her, like, but she was also you know, some people did, some people didn't. So she was very well versed on like a lot of hard conversations and situations. And so every single time I'm like, mom, I haven't dealt with this yet. Like, how do I say this? How do I do that? How would you approach this? And even her, it's like my mom, I mean, such good advice I always get, but still it's like, I let it soak in and it comes out very different, but it's almost like a part, part of me needed the pep talk and maybe part of me needed like some verbiage. I don't know, <laughs> but I do it a lot. I'm like, help me out here, mom. <laughs> I think someone once gave me this advice and I have taken it to my core in personal business and everything. There mm, are times know. where we have to have conversations with people and we are having these conversations based on their actions or whatever. So if I am having to have a hard conversation with you, it's not because I pulled it out the air, whether you are a friend, family member, or employee, it is not because I pulled it out of the air. It is in direct reflect because of a situation you have either caused, done, or whatever. This is the reaction to something that has been presented by you. So... There, uh, this, 
there were multiple reasons for me choosing to leave my the last salon that I co-owned, but a major reason was because of decisions made by not myself. And my my resulting decision was a huge role in conversation that had to happen because of someone else's decisions. So like I didn't make this conversation have to happen. If if this scenario would have never happened, we'd never be sitting here right now. Same with me. If somebody has to sit me down with a conversation because of something I did, it's because of something I did or chose to do or chose to not do. Like that's the consequence of my action or whatever. You know, so that has helped me be able to go into harder conversations, more level-headed. We would not be right here right now unless X hadn't have happened. Yeah, that's a great point. And then there's something, like, another way to look at it too is like there's some things that just don't work out. It's, I think it's, it's similar to like a relationship. There's some like boyfriends or relationships that just like don't mesh well and you don't know it till you kind of got into the thick of things and then maybe some hard things started happening. So it's kind of, I think it's equal to like a relationship. They're not all going to work out. It's not all going to be, you know, wonderful. It's not a big deal. I mean, sometimes it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal to just like pivot or walk away or you know, just say like, maybe we're not good for each other. Like, that's okay. I don't look at, I think here's another thing I've learned. I don't look at things as failures. And you've said that before too. Like we look, I think that's where our confidence comes in. It's like some people would look at a a pivot or a shutdown or whatever, um, a separation with a business partner as a failure. We are very good at looking, looking at things as like, all right, what did I learn from that? Let me not do that this way next time. Like we look at almost everything as like a learning experience in some way. I think that like, oh gosh, like you said, like some things just don't work out. Why uh, Mm -hmm. as a society, as like whatever, are we just not okay with that? Like it's okay to not be okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah, like (laughs) I don't need it. I don't know. Like, it's okay to be just enough. Like you don't have to be best friends with everyone. You don't have to be best friends with everybody you work with either. I'm, that's another thing that, have you found that too? Where like, I guess in like this younger generation, maybe I don't remember really being this way uh, when we work together at different places. But like, I feel like now it's like, if you aren't best friends with everybody you work with, like it's not okay. And it's like, you're allowed to have a life outside of your workplace. Like, well, I th- it might be age too. I'm, I'm not sure what situation or, you know, maybe you're referencing, but like, okay, that's how we met. Like we met in a phase of our life where like, we really were close with a lot of the people we work with. And we, we had like a core group of people that we were like ride or die with. But was would you everybody? consider them like best friends? No, wasn't. No, right. It wasn't, the, I mean, the whole restaurant, but a lot no. of it was. But also, large group. you have to also be okay with not always, like, it doesn't always have to be everybody. How often, yes, we were close with the ones yeah. that we worked with, but, like, there were so many times where we maybe didn't get invited, but it wasn't in a, like, bad way. It was just, like, this group of people want to get together, and, like, it shouldn't be anything. Mm-hmm. Like, coming into a place of, and I think this is an age thing of like being just okay with being okay. Like every experience, you're never going to experience every experience. You're never going to love everyone you work with. It's important to get along with everybody you work with or for the majority rule, like have a, a mutual understanding of like, Hey, we're cool. We can say, Hey, but that's really all we need. Like, I don't need you to ask me how mm-hmm. my weekend was like, don't be a bitch to me, but also yeah. don't like, you ain't gotta try to invest. Don't force it. Yeah. I think part of it might be age and part of it might be, you know, society today feels like everybody gets offended about everything. So it's kind of like that too. It's like, Oh, they didn't invite me or, Oh, we, you know, she said, Hey, the wrong way. Like I think everybody, I don't know why everybody just gets so offended. I'm like, you cannot offend me. I have been, yeah, I've heard it all. Like, you can't try me. I mean, don't try me, but try me. 
Do you find that you get that? Like, <laughs> you're so distracted and there's times where like somebody will walk in, walk past, whatever. And they're like, hey. And you're like, oh, hey. And like in your mind, you were like as equally as excited, but it didn't come off that way. And then you get a text or you hear of or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, I tried to say hey to me. And I do something. <laughs> are, are, we ba- are we beefing? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, huh? Next, you find out you're blocked on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, Lord, the blocking. I, actually, I would not find out that I'm blocked because I have no I finally know what blocking is. No, I will say I will unfollow people. I don't block people. I could care less about blocking. I will unfollow people that I feel bring a negative energy into my mindset. So if something goes south and... I find whenever I visually see or hear a negative thought starts to consistently enter my head, I definitely do unfollow them because that's not healthy. And like, yeah, I agree. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to me. That's not fair to other people. So like those types of things I think are completely healthy. But unfollowing somebody is not like a thing. Like they don't, they don't know about. Like, do they really know? I don't. I don't think know. So. Do it's they like, know if you block? I, I have no idea if people know I think if you. They are know if you block. Yeah, they know if you block if they go to try to find you and you're nowhere to be found. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you if they go to find your page and it, it on Instagram, you're either blue or black, and you used to be black and now you're blue. Like, oh I don't know. I have no idea what you're even talking about. I think there's. Is that a, how it works? I have actually no clue. What's that noise? Oh. Um, no, sorry, that was my alarm. Oh, <laughs> you're like, okay. We actually, this has been a very, very long one. This is probably our record long. Um, I think this one was great. It was. Wait, you know what that alarm was for? Hold on. I know what time <laughs> it was to remind myself to post. <laughs> Oh. Our, our social media for her podcast. I love it. Kaylee's the organized one for sure. Amanda is not. No, I'm not. I have alarms and calendar invites and they like that's how I keep myself. What do you on think? Track that, what do you think not. that is? That's very organized. That is a system that you use. I Oh yeah. Well I guess that. I did just start, we can talk about this, but I'll preface it. Um, I did just start using Basecamp. I love it. Love it. I don't know what it is. So I'm excited to talk about that and figure out what that is and how you Ooh. use it. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that'll be an episode time. for another day. All right. Well, hope this helps. I feel like this one might help somebody yeah I definitely feel like there's some value in this for I mean it could be somebody that's a business owner um non-business owner just like needs some self-assurance reassurance I definitely feel like we I got value out of it hell I think this one is one of those that defines like when somebody's like oh being a business owner is hard but like doesn't tell you what that means. You know, it's like when people say marriage is hard, you're like, but why? You know, like, give me details. You know, it's just kind of like a, but here's the why behind it. And I hope that we kind of, you know, laid that out a little bit on like, what does that mean when we say it's hard? We dusted the surface off of the hard. Like if you want hard, let's let's set up a personal call (laughs) with our new coaching business. No, I'm kidding. New business venture. Would you like to have a one-on-one conversation with us? And we can talk about how much harder, like we can start putting together the shelf that has 10,000 pieces. That's okay. But would we really say like, I don't want to reflect on all the hard stuff that we've gone through that much. You know, oh, but hell then at the same no. time, like, somebody's not going to start their business because we're going to be like, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, if anything, I don't want people to not start their business. I want them to have like a, a fucking good ass idea. Like, I wish we would have had somebody to tell us the shit that we're talking about right now. Because like, I would have had a lot better of a of a concept <laughs> of yeah. just, just the, the shit. I mean, it's a lot of shit. Um... No, I think it's important to hear this, but like, again, we go back to, you're never going to be able to learn it all, but like you, 
if you don't have people not fluffing for you and just point blank being like, look, it ain't fun a lot of days. There's plenty of days where I'm like, this is not fun. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Agreed. But. All right. Well, let's pop off of here. We've burned their ears long enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. As a couple ambitious millennials, each episode will indulge in unfiltered, relatable conversations about modern life, business, entrepreneurship, love, parenting, and good old daily chaos. Whether we're conquering the morning with coffee in hand or celebrating our wins at night with a champagne toast, we'll be here to recap it all. You can find us on social media in the description below. Until next time, cheers everyone! Bye.